0: Welcome to episode 18 of The Fellowship. I'm Adam Hawk. I'm here with Ryan Engel and Patrick Hardy. Patrick Hardy, a new addition to the crew. He's our producer for The Fellowship. Unlike any other episode we've done, this audio-only podcast is not going to match the video that we put out for the 18th edition because the video we put out, uh, it doesn't translate to audio. We went and played a golf match for the first time, me versus Ryan. It could if you're a Psychopath. Yeah, if you have one of the most vibrant imaginations possible where you can kind of just hear golf shots and hear swearing and electric uh, beard trimmers, then maybe you can put two and two together. But what really happened is we don't have the kind of video where you can extract audio only and make it make sense. So this is our audio-only exclusive podcast for episode 18. That being said, we do encourage everyone to go check out what we just did on YouTube. We did play a match. First time we've ever gone out and played golf against each other. I kind of knew what I was getting into when I drove here. I knew Ryan was going to absolutely curb stomp the shit out of me. I didn't mm-hmm. know it would be that bad. Okay, well, I mean, you, you did say that
1: if I have a chance to beat Ryan in anything, it's going to be at a nine-hole pitching pad or a par-three course, you know? Yeah, I did Well, know. the match, we'll let you go to YouTube, but it was like a 4 kind of situation. and uh, Yeah, you know.
0: not to spoil it, but he did kick the living shit out of me, and we did bet our mustaches on it. Each, uh, Ryan and I have a, a must, or I did have a mustache. Uh, we, we we showed up with mustaches, and one of us lost them, lost their mustache, and that would be me. Um, like I mentioned, Patrick Hardy is here with
2: us today. Patrick, say hello. Hello. How's it going? Uh, Hopefully the train is uh, not going to come by again. We are at Lake Forest uh,
0: Golf Course, which is...
1: Practice facility?
0: Yeah, right now we're on the range. We're live on the range. Are talking about practice? We're talking about practice. <laughs> talking about practice. <laughs> not a game. God, what a great yeah, rant. Oh, man. The best. <laughs> Alan Iverson.
1: You know, I didn't like him as much at first, but over the years, you know, as you mature and you look back at, you know, any one person's legacy... Who can't appreciate an Allen Iverson? AI
0: was my guy. You know, I, he was such a player. And yeah.
1: and those interviews and his relationship with Larry Brown, special time in basketball for me, man.
0: Uh, and it has gone downhill since then. Oh the 90s God. was the best. The early 2000s were fun because of AI and Kobe. And basketball sucks now. But this is a golf podcast, and we are literally standing on a, on a driving range right now at Lake Forest. We just finished up our match. We wanted to come just put some audio down. Uh, we're going to flip this pretty quick because there's no reason why we can't do that, right, Patrick? Yeah. It's just audio. Okay, great. Wow,
1: putting the pressure on live <laughs> tape right there, folks. That's how you get your guys to work for you. Um, lo and behold, this is coming from a man who now has an assistant at his other job. He's really high on his own horse right now, and I'm just, you know, I'd like to just take this opportunity to say how proud I am of you, Adam.
0: Well, thank you. I do have a new job at the SEGA, and I'm an uh, I'm a assistant director, and I do have uh, what is referred to, Your Honor, Your Honor. Yeah. It's my assistant to the assistant. What I do have is someone who works under me, which I've never had before in my life. And uh, that guy's name is Jack Margaros. Great dude, 22 years old from New York. And he just, he handles What shit. a New York name right there. Jack Margaros, absolutely. Yeah. Greek guy, too. Oh, great. Yeah. Margaros. I
1: heard the Greeks taught the Italians how to cook. That's what I've been
0: told. Uh, I thought you were going to say you heard that the Greeks taught the Italians how to make love. Like mm. they were the original romantics.
1: Uh, I don't know. You're going down a... Down a lane that I don't really
0: You don't know I'm not familiar with you that You don't know about sex uh, yet. <laughs> uh, next question <laughs> Hey, it's Masters Week And, you know, we don't know when you're going to listen to this But it is Friday And we've got some really cool plans coming up Can Which I
1: interrupt you-, you one more time, Adam? Yeah. Um, it is Masters Week, but I'm hoping that all this is coming through. We've got golf shots in the background. We've got the uh, Cushman uh, motorized cart, you know, shagging balls and kids walking around, uh, uh, trains in the background. This is awesome. I'm hoping this is sounding as good as it's feeling right now. It's got a golf smell, yeah. sound, atmosphere. Really loving this going into Masters as you take a chaw of... Go ahead. Chewing chewing tobacco. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your wife's not going to listen to this.
0: And if she does, I can just say he was making that up because there's no way. As the driving machine uh, range caddy goes nuts. This is what they call, this is what the kids call nowadays raw clips. Oh, yeah, ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it is Masters Week. Uh, Neither do I, but it's people (laughs) who, like, get off on listening to sound. Oh. Do you like hearing, are you a sound guy? Like, if you heard someone, like, scratching their back? Are you like, oh, that's so satisfying? scratching their back. anything or scratching Can their you get beard. get back to the Masters please? It is Masters week. We don't know when you're going to be listening to it but uh this podcast but it's Friday. Yesterday was the first round and it was for me the first normal Masters in like 2 years because there was the COVID Masters where it happened in November of uh 2020. Then you had a Justin Johnson shoot 20 under and it didn't feel right because the course was super gettable and it didn't look right. Then six months later, the Masters is back and you don't have like that froth level because it hasn't been a year. This feels like the first normal Masters in a while, right? To you? Um, correct. Thank you for expanding upon that. So it was just great to... Have you felt more hype around a Masters tournament in ever? It, it felt like this was everyone was really looking forward to this one
1: yeah i mean i i think they all have a lot of hype we just have forgotten about it because the last couple were a little indifferent you mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. but i mean the job that augusta national does in packaging it from how they present it to even what the patrons experience and it, it's just it's the blueprint for a golf tournament you know and and uh it's a special week, and unfortunately now it's, it's a contest to see who's the biggest Masters fan on the Internet. Yeah,
0: you know, so. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> hey, we participate in that contest, yeah, yeah. and we want to be in the running. Lo and behold, we have three pounds of pimento
1: and cheese yeah.
0: concoction
1: <laughs> in a mixing bowl in my refrigerator and
0: five loaves of Wonder Bread. So we're coming in hot. Um, Talk to me about the choice Um, with not only your recipe, which we'll get to in a second, because you say that you have the recipe, but you did make a big batch of pimento cheese for sandwiches, which if you don't know, pimento cheese is a staple on the sandwich board at the Masters. The price hasn't changed in 80 years. But why Wonder Bread? Because I just went to a pimento cheese blind taste um, competition, and the winner of that competition used Wonder Bread. Why do you use Wonder Bread? It's the
1: OG white bread,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and, and it's a southern thing. You know, white bread is a staple in so many of the barbecue dishes and what have you. And you got to have it, and it and and they're particular about it, like almost like a Japanese person is with white rice. You know, like they know the taste of it. I'm not from the south, I can't tell you this, but what I, uh, anything about white bread, but what I do know is here in Southern California, Wonder Bread is king.
2: I love it. Okay, great. It- you go to the barbecue joints, and they literally just. The the authentic ones have a loaf of bread just sitting there, plastic. Everything, yeah, it's all on the plastic and everything. You put meat, tons of meat on your plate, and you grab a piece of Wonder Bread.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, Okay, so Wonder Bread is the bread, Pimento Cheese. You have your recipe. Are you willing to divulge what's in the recipe?
1: Um, Yes. So I have what has been told to me through um, finagling my way to get it that it is the actual Augusta National recipe. Whether it is or not you know, it's one of those folklore things. It's gotta be in incredibly close, but I do alter it somewhat. I am, when it comes to the kitchen, I definitely, uh, am not a baking kind of person, uh, direction followers, so to speak. I definitely freelance a little bit. Mm. Um, and what I do now is the recipe for um, the small batch and we ex- expand it into a larger batch for the party but the small batch call- calls for two cups of fresh shredded um, sharp cheddar amongst other things and as the recipe expands I go two to one shredded um, or two, two to one with the sharp cheddar but I add in a one of fresh shredded Swiss mm. so it adds just a touch more funk mm. to the overall thing because for me a pimento and cheese sandwich has to have a little bit of funk to it um, I, a couple years ago I tried a little blue cheese crumble in the mixer um, I liked it wasn't a big hit with everyone else <laughs> yeah. um, so I've, I've resorted to altering the recipe and I add just one cup of that fresh shredded Swiss and uh, man had a couple spoonfuls last night, and we're we're in the business right
0: now. Okay, great. So you made this last night. It's mm-hmm. chilling in your refrigerator. We are about to leave Lake Forest Golf Course, go pick up the pimento cheese and Wonder Bread from your house, bring it to our headquarters in San Clemente, have a master's party, yep. eat the pimento cheese, which you made, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, Patrick, I want to talk to you about this. You're, you have a very artistic uh, lens how great is the Masters social media account? Because for my money, not only is it the greatest tournament, no one does social media as good as they do. They make pulling out a chair during the champions dinner look elegant and amazing. Mm. What are you impressed by their social media?
2: Yeah, I think the the really cool thing about it is the fact that they allow like cinematography in that field. You know, mm. like all these let's take baseball for instance. A lot of them. Uh, the shots, the even the the video that you're watching on TV, it's all, um, it's very real time. So this cinematic look and feel is is something that really is elegant and brings that cool culture feel to the Masters. I love that.
1: Yeah, me too. I would love to be
2: in a board meeting about any topic yeah. that that place
1: discusses because their execution mm-hmm. and delivery and how they present things it's just second to none yeah. they just they make you feel a way about their tournament and the tournament itself is fantastic it's incredible it's extraordinary but then on top of it they go above and beyond to package it and put it in front of you and it's just like i mean they can't miss they, yeah. they just they literally can't miss
0: no um and it's it's fantastic elegant is a great word it's it's it is elegant um we are standing on a driving range here at lake forest uh golf course
1: and although we look elegant
0: yeah <laughs> elegance wouldn't be my first well you played an elegant round today
1: i'd like i appreciate that i you know i kept the ball i golfed my ball yeah
0: you, know? you did. You golfed your ball. You love that saying. Um, I, I think my ball golfed me. <laughs> uh, but behind, the reason I bring it up again that we're here in the driving range is I have a view of what's going on at the range. You guys have your back turned to it. There is a guy just taking fillets back there, which, again, having a grass driving range is a luxury uh, when you go to places. Normally you have to hit off of mats. And what kind of what I realize with mats as I'm trying to get a little bit better is y- it's a waste of time. And I don't want to encourage people not to practice or not to go hit golf shots. But uh, the mat doesn't teach you anything, does it? Uh, What's your take on the mat? It, does, it doesn't. You know, golf, the, like
1: if we're talking full, full swings, shots, I mean even chips. Golf is about one thing and one thing only. The interaction between the club, the ball, and the most important part, the turf. Mm-hmm. and uh and it's learning different types of turfs, different types of lies. That's that's golfing to me, you know. And yeah. and mats are good for working on mechanics, um maybe tempo, maybe rhythm and such, but until you're out there, you know, going through the motions and, you know, trial and error, learning what necessarily works for you in certain types of lies, what kind of grasses hit differently, how the ball reacts in certain stuff. I mean, that's that's golf. Yep. You know what I mean? And, um, and even then, grass driving range isn't necessarily a good representation of it either because more often than not, it's really high turnover rate. Um, softer conditions it's not what you're going to necessarily experience more often than not on the course some obviously really higher upper echelon courses you will get that but you know we didn't get any lies on that nine holes like we're looking at on this driving range right, right. now no, you're right about you that I mean? yeah so it's it's uh, practice is great um, but at the end of the day you got to go golf it's about the game it's about playing it's about how your ball is interacting between the club and the turf
0: yeah And I think Ben Hogan said it. I don't want to attribute this quote to the wrong person, but I think Ben Hogan said, the secret is in the dirt. Mm. I love that. Yeah, and Steve Elkington started his company called uh, Secret Golf, which is based off of that quote, that the secret is in the dirt. The Mm -hmm. secret is getting your club into the dirt. Mm -hmm. And when Jordan Spieth was playing at Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open last year, a clip went viral of him at the driving range, like repeatedly hacking into the dirt you remember that clip and people got so mad about it but what he was doing is he was exactly what you were saying ryan is he was trying to figure out how his club was interacting with the dirt because Mm. the secret is in the dirt and i'm a guy that i'm embarrassed to say it like i can't take a divot to save my life Mm. because i'm so scared of hitting it fat and for the longest time i thought that the divot came uh before the contact oh Mm. wow that is a That is a really big mistake. It's a huge mistake, but I think it's kind of a common misconception for people who are new to the game where you think you got to get into the grass, then the ball, Mm -hmm. but you get into the ball, then the grass. And I think the people that take divots are also the people that play the best from the bunker because Mm -hmm. they have this concept of, like, it's not just all about the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Um, That said, there is, just like everything in life that men are a part of, there's that you know, macho egocentric side of everything where like, Oh, I play draws only, or I take big divots and stuff. And it's like, that's, that's all fine. Um, you know, Steve Stricker had what I'd like to think is a fabulous career. Mm -hmm. Um, can't say I've ever seen him take a divot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a, there's a million and one ways to skin a cat, um, and divots interaction, the dirt, all that's true. But don't forget, you know, you can still pick it clean and be a hell of a player or a shallow player or take just a slight divot. But what you do not want to do, going back to your point, Hawk, is take any type of divot before the golf ball. Yeah, it's great.
2: ball first, folks. Yeah, um, or scold, or, or skull, skull shot. Yeah. See, yeah. one of the scariest shots for me is that tight lie. Right. Like 50, 60 yards away. Yeah. Like, I, I <laughs> it hit a great drive, and I'm yeah. sitting there, tight lie, and then I just bladed okay. over the yeah, green. Like,
1: can, can we just go back to – The buck 50 marker and hand me my eight iron please you know out of the rough yeah out of the rough yeah
0: yeah first cut give me a flyer lie and let's send it absolutely um i think one of the greatest examples right now that everyone can look at who's trying very hard to become like a better golfer and we all fall into this like let me watch youtube let me pay for tips let me go see a coach and everything and that's all good but like you mentioned million ways to skin a cat the number one player in the world right now scotty scheffler has one of the most most unorthodox swings ever. His, you know, you talk about Greg Norman's right foot coming out. Scotty he, Scheffler's doing ballet when he hits the no. ball. It's wildly violent and weird and he's the best player in the world right now. Boy, is he hot right now. Yeah.
1: You know, you know someone's hot when they look like they're just getting around the course and they're at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. You know. Yep. Tiger did that for a long time. Um, and unfortunately now the talent pool is so big it's like these guys they have these little you know brief stints of 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 warmness out there mm-hmm. you know and and uh it can go away fast there's a lot of guys running and gunning you know and mm-hmm. um the the in that in the pro game as you said earlier this morning to peel from your banana the uh it is a game of misses of inches for those guys yes. you know um it's a game of misses for us. and It's a game it's of, a game of for, inches for the yeah. pros. Let's, so.
0: let's wrap it on this. You brought up Tiger. He's back. Um, don't care how you feel about the guy. Don't care where your moral compass points with him. Those don't, are
1: two questions. You know what I mean? Ask me the question about
0: the Masters. I know that's what you're getting at. Give me
2: club twirls, twirls, twirls all day. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. How impressed are you? And, and, again, we're taping this Friday. He hasn't teed off yet. He shot a one under 71 on Thursday. We don't know what's going to happen. Could have been better. It, it always can. It always can, but what does – I, I kept I kept thinking about that. What does it say about that guy that after that kind of car crash and after not playing in a golf tournament, we're thinking it could have been better instead of, holy shit, how is he here and doing this? How did he beat so many see other that, guys yesterday? Yeah, see that?
1: And, and I went to a little shindig
0: yesterday, and here's the Metrolink
1: Amtrak Surfliner. Big shout-out. Great Um, bridge between counties as they say yeah so I
0: take it from uh, Fullerton down to Oceanside with my kids it's a great train that just ran right by this is a part of the feel that you get when you're at Lake Forest so you were at a shindig yesterday watching the Masters
1: yeah and you know and 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 I get it It, Tiger has he's he's the the guy of this era you know he is the the John Wayne the James Dean the Arnold Palmer the you know he's the guy you know what I mean And uh, so everything's exciting. Everything's just a little more over the top. The cameras are on him. And as they should be, his track record proves as such. Um, But to your point, um, I have a hard time witnessing the overreaction to just what you were speaking about. This is Tiger Woods. He's the most decorated player. He showed the most dominance. He plays the most artistic game you know if there's a bunker on the right he's playing a fade mm. you know what i mean if there's a bunker on the left he's playing a draw he's he's airing he, he not only is he an extraordinary player ball striker and absolutely You know, there's thrills left and right. His recovery games, amazing stuff. But he is methodically one of those guys, like I say all the time, who golfs his ball. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, he's walking gingerly. He looked like hell. Let's be honest, you know. And he did everything that he could to keep his ball under the hole and air on the right side. And he just got his way around that track. That's, you're going to be hard-pressed to win that tournament doing that. But he's going to have a very good showing, I think. And you know, if the wind picks up and he gets a lucky draw, and uh, things kind of bounce his way, he could have a chance there. But you know, you're going to have to shoot three or four under on Sunday to win this golf tournament. And this golf tournament's going to start Saturday morning. Today's going to be fun to watch, but you know, and you guys are all going to be listening to this after the fact. So I could be way wrong here, <laughs> or you could but, be way right. Uh, way right. But that, that's you know, that was the question. That's the way I see it. I'm excited to watch him. He's the the most fun tour pro to watch because he yeah. plays an old school game you know with his irons and uh love the shot shape love the decision making yeah. love the heroics um and love his short game yeah you know and um and there's a reason all the cameras are on him you know mm-hmm. um but i do hope that the guys at the top who are playing extraordinary well like cam smith and and scotty um you know i do hope they get some some air time and and some shine
0: Yeah, Yeah. although I wonder how much it builds into their advantage, leading a tournament like the Masters to have all the attention go somewhere else and they can kind of just play it. I'll say this, and then I want to get Patrick's thought as we wrap up. Uh, When he was on the first box yesterday at 8.05 Pacific, our time, I'm not exaggerating, I'm not embellishing for a podcast, I was pinching myself being like i cannot believe that a guy who was at the bottom of a ravine outside of the genesis who was thought at first to be dead at second to be having his leg amputated at third to maybe never walk again and fourth maybe never to play golf again as the story progressed and progressed and progressed i can't believe that not only is he out there but that he shot a 71 like it was pretty incredible and he had a lot of trouble on eight at the par five he made a six then nine uh he had a a gutty par save and you kind of thought like okay the wheels are going to start to come off now. This is Augusta. It's very undulated. He's walking around. He's playing his first tournament. And he hung in there, and he he made, I think, two more birdies to get it back to, to one under, and it was amazing. Bones heel, Hawk. The ball's just sitting there. He knows how to play golf.
1: Big, big, big ups to Sandy Lyle shooting five over from the tips yesterday. I thought that was incredible. Right. with the suspenders on. Yeah, yes, fair enough. Loving that. Absolutely. Loving that.
2: Patrick, your thoughts on Tiger being at the Masters and what he did on Thursday? So, yeah, back to just the recovery and the bounce back, I think. I, I mean, I haven't seen the documentary yet, but the upbringing mm-hmm. was very rough in this sense of, like, he, he's he's fighting himself at this point, right? He's said that he can win, and he's put himself in that limelight, and I think that's, that's where he's uh, playing. And he's playing a game of his own, right? Yeah. He's, he's not really playing against these guys. He's playing against himself. Wow, that's and that's going to push him to the edge. So we'll see where it goes.
0: Which is crazy because he's 46 years old, still playing against himself, still <laughs> chasing the ghost and, and all that. All right, let's wrap it up with some predictions because these are either going to age really well or age really poorly. Uh, we're going to go around. I'm going to ask you two questions. First question, does Tiger make the cut? Does he get to the weekend angle?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I think he makes the cut. Yeah.
0: Patrick? Yes, I think so. Okay, I think he makes the cut. Does he win? I don't think he is.
1: I think he's going to have a good showing. It's going to be admirable, and it'll be a step in the right direction. But, you know, his wheels look rusty, and they look like they need a lot more rehab. And you can't just walk 18 holes four days in a row, five, six, seven, counting everything else on the PGA Tour uh, on bad wheels. So I hope this is a step in the right direction for him, but I think he's going to run
0: out of gas. Does he win, Patrick?
2: I think maybe top ten, possibly five. But I don't think he has an end to win.
0: I think that he wins this golf tournament. <laughs> I think he wins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't I, opinion. Wow. I, I, yep. I, I,
1: Shocking take by Adam <laughs> Hawk there. Didn't see that coming. Right.
0: There's right. just there's something just uniquely special about this guy and and when it's when it's sunday you know they say the masters doesn't start till the back nine on sunday and when he won in 2019 and you watch finau molinari kepka go in the drink on 12 and tiger played it to the middle because jack told him a long time ago there's a swirling win on sunday that's a sucker pin take your par move on he did it no one else did and he won so i got tiger winning the masters uh and the final question is does he get to uh jack's number
1: uh i don't think so but now that he's wearing foot joys, who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, does he get to Jack's number? Does he get to 18? I think,
2: I think the determination will get him there.
0: Okay. Um, I, I don't know that he gets to 18 because I really think Augusta is the only place that he can win, so he's only going to have one opportunity every year for the rest of his life, and he's only 46. St. Andrews is coming up. Yeah? St. Andrews is coming up. Yeah. You
1: can, you know, anyone can win on that
0: course. That's, that's a great point. Final question. Does he uh, break the tie with Sam Snead? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, you think there, he wins again?
1: Yeah, there's there's plenty of tournaments that he has an unbelievable track record at and again knows where to hit it, what to do. I mean, the guy's his talent level is his, the way he approaches the game all that stuff. is is extraordinary but like his mind Mm -hmm. you know like he he knows how to play golf and he knows these golf courses and there's plenty of spots on that schedule he's been cherry picking his schedule for years you don't think he's gonna slide in on a couple wins there i think he has
2: a few more wins in his belt to be honest yeah yeah i think the same uh i saw my high school friends play way uh, shorter than us and play way better than us Mm -hmm. and i think even taking away the speed and the agility of of Tiger Woods you've got a great golfer like you said a mind uh, who just thinks better than everybody else that's a
1: great point because just thinking on the fly that might play into his abilities even better because now he's placing himself in the fairway a little further back and he is in my opinion one of the greatest iron players of all time so you know I don't think there's a yardage that he's not comfortable with coming into a flag stick, and his flat stick is un- un- incredible. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, wild. I, I, it, I think at this point, it's not about his ability, his mental state, how he's going to hit the ball. This is this is about his wheels. This is about his body holding up. Yeah. It's it's about fatigue and how long he's able to walk and play on the PGA Tour. If he can walk, he can win, I think.
0: That's a great point. If he can walk, he can win. Obviously, I, I have been breaking the tie because I have been winning the Masters this week. Uh, hell of a day today. We got out. We played some golf. Uh, we had a really good time. We shot some content. If you're listening to this, whatever day you're listening to it, go to our YouTube page. See if uh, the video of our mustache match is up yet. If it is, watch it. If it's not, it'll be up in a few days. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for the match, and thank you, Patrick, for filming it, mm-hmm. and uh, happy Happy Masters Week to everyone. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers, guys. Please go shave that
2: mustache.